We say what they can't radio. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Don't yes, blink, sir. think, don't blink, think. All right. Blink, think. So, I just want your thoughts, man. How you feel? Would you rather be stuck having to witness and hear somebody like Six Nine's point of view and be frustrated? Would you have to deal with constructs like somebody like Boosie and be sitting there, you know, engaging with like his point of view and be frustrated? Out of those two points. Who would you deal with and why? <laughs> I'm going with Boozy. Uh, six nine, I could just throw him out the window, man. I, I can't. How are you snitching? You out and you're already trolling. Like, you just, I, I, I don't know. But to push you, though, are you in agreement with Boozy? I'm not in agreement with Boozy. Okay. I don't, okay. Yeah. How but I'm going with Boozy. Are you kidding me? Who are you going with? Bro, how could you say that you would rather entertain someone Basically saying that they set up opportunities for their their, their son. He said handling the frustration, not entertain. No, I did, no, he said I said who like which one would you rather have to have to entertain? Like yeah, you, you have to hear from them. Like they they have to they make. Oh, points. I heard that question wrong. Now. Yeah, they like I, I mean, was kind of confused. Yeah, I, heard, <laughs> I thought you said which one. Essentially, both do it all the time because they on social media. Right. But like if you had to deal with one perspective. Oh, and the trolling, yeah, the troller six nine. Oh, six nine. Yeah, yeah six nine all day, especially when you hit a background to. What they did to him and the people that he snitched on and why he snitched on him. Yeah. I don't see that. I so, mean, like. So you saying the context of how he talked and all the talking that he does is based in. I don't care. What happened to him? Right. But Boosie is on another level. You nah, that's rape, bro. That is rape. <laughs> now, if y'all was in 6 ix position, would y'all do the same thing? I mean, y'all, you, you guys got kidnapped. Uh, family got threatened. Would so, y'all snitch? Snitch. That's not snitching, bro. I got kidnapped. My family got threatened. These people are literally about to like try to, they, they, they trying to ruin my life. So wasn't I snitch? I mean, what he snitched them on them wasn't about him being kidnapped. Right. Or... He paid, the, he got paid as payback. Only in our culture, we look at someone and someone getting revenge and go, Oh, they snitching. No, it's not. And then we get mad about, you see this? I got so much to say, bro. We expect people to allow things to be done to them wrong. And then not be able to speak up or actually express themselves and be like, yo, this was wrong or this happened to me and I'm going to get you back. I'm he's gonna a civilized back. citizen, so he could do whatever Bro, he I, I mean, I'm not saying he's civilized, but I'm saying that he, he – I don't think what he did was like like to that extreme, especially when you hear the backstory, the whole thing. I don't think it was that big of a deal. It's messed up on all fronts, but 6 9 is not like some uh, – I can't. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I would throw him out the window. I can't get mad at his trolling either. What would you do? I would do the same thing. I'll snitch. You ain't in Yo, that, you see that video though? Yeah. Yo, that video was kind of fire though. I was like, yo, talking about his music. No, the, not video, the video that he, the, the video he one. came out after he got out, the video he released. Oh, you talking about with the skittles, like yeah, yes, yeah. rock. You seen that right? Yeah. 
it was it was fire though, right? Yeah, it was. He just, he just came home like he hit the ground running. So I get. I'm with it. Let's go here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, thank I you for tuning it. in. Episode three to the Ghetto Profit Podcast, the podcast with three black male educators from book bu- 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 Boston, Atlanta, and Brooklyn come together to discuss and argue everything and anything affecting us this week. I'm your co-host Mark, joined in by my man Tyreek and my man Driver, and the ninety sitcom. Well, my favorite 90s sitcom that's still stuck with me to this day is The Cosby Show, man. And it's it's uh, deeper than that because, hey, relax, man. Leave, my, you, man, leave my man alone. But to get serious, there was a point in time where between the ages of five and six, I was alone. I was, I was home alone. And I was scared. The Cosby Show would come on. And I'll picture myself in the show so I won't be afraid of being home alone, bro. It was, it was, it, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I wanted, bro, I wanted Bill Cosby to be my father, bro. <laughs> I, don't I wanted Claire Huxtable to be my mom for a second. It's so crazy how, like, the time just got, like, you hear the Cosby show and then all the good moments. Y'all can't, just, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't knock you. I don't know. knock you. I, I just, just, like, and it, actually, it, it Mark, you like, you're kind of dating yourself because, um, how? the Cosby show was the 80s, 1980s. No, it ended in 92. So it's not a '90s show, it's not a '90s sitcom. I'll say it is. All right, I give it to we'll you. Get, we'll uh, let you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you watched it when you was growing up. That's basically what you're saying yeah. in the '90s. All right, I understand. I mean, remember, I was born in '94, so I wouldn't oh, really. That's true. All right. I mean, I'm just two years. But I'm saying I got about two years. I'm not trying to play him like that. Gosh. But my show, though, I would say it's Hangover with Mr. Cooper. I love Hangover with Mr. Cooper. Mm. The joint is dope. Yeah, you, you you get to see the progression of like Raven Simone because I honestly you feel like Raven Simone grew up on that show. Yeah, you saw her become a teenager. But then like it really like it was just an interesting little like concept. They yeah. all they brought in a lot of old like nineties like uh, like hit makers in terms of like sitcom and TV on the show. You know what I'm saying? You saw yeah. basketball players and uh, Holly Robinson Pete was just such a beautiful character. Um, and you and you think as a, as a child you like well Mr. Cooper got it. He got it made. He was the man. He was a teacher and a, he was like, but he ca- he was a basketball basketball player, coach, oh. and he went and oh. became a coach. Okay, uh, at his old high school, but then and had a chance on the show play for the Warriors for a small little stint. So yeah, mm. hang on, Mr. Cooper's my show. Pretty lit. Uh, let's see, man. I got so many shows I can name. Um, but Moesha was one of my favorite shows, bro. Moesha was oh, one of my favorite. Mo to the. E yeah. to the yeah, that was my Moesha was dope, and then you can't even if I could that that's just my one of my favorite mainstream shows. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to like if I could go to Nickelodeon, Kenan and Kel. Oh yeah, um, uh, all that. You know, I could go to all of those. Did my Disney shows, uh, the the, the Jersey, even mm-hmm. Stevens, mm-hmm. Lizzie McGuire. I used to watch nineties though. Those are nineties shows. Y'all remember Not even Stevens? Y'all remember South Central? Even Stevens was in nineties. No, y'all remember oh. the show South Central? Late nineties. Okay, when we say nineties, all right. So Moesha for me. Moesha, Moesha. Yeah. Y'all remember Moesha. South Central? Yeah, South Central. Yeah, yeah. the, the movie. Me? Yeah, not not the movie. The show. Nah. It oh, show it was a show called South Central. Yeah. I do remember that. I don't remember nineties too. It didn't last that long. I never watched that. I think Lorenz Tate was a. If I'm not mistaken, I know one of the characters. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm. I can't like pull like right on top of my head. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, well, so that was it. That was the only show. Yeah, Moesha. Moesha. I think like five shows. True. You wasn't listening. True. But look, man, y'all know y'all know what time it is. Man, we get into our next format, King Supporting Queens. But this week and in the upcoming weeks, we're gonna do a new format, and my boy Tyreek gonna introduce that to us. Listen, y'all. This week we are going to all three of us are going to um. 
celebrate one particular queen. This woman has been amazing. She has just been a constant example of elegance, of grace, of transparency, of truth, authenticity. And shout out to uh, our former first lady, Michelle Obama, um, who definitely has just made some headway with the her new documentary that's on Netflix becoming um so just we want to shout her out and give her 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 props because she definitely held the culture down with that documentary have y'all seen it no i actually had watched my it mom yet. watched it but i didn't watch it right? yeah when i was in, when i was in atlanta i beat her watching it. I, do I, need, I do need to take a glance yo i'm telling you i turned it off i was watching it and the first scene like the first four minutes i'm watching it i literally stopped the movie called my nephew Get in here. You got, you got to watch this. This is your history, boy. This is your history. And we watched like maybe the first half an hour of it. And then I had to stop. And I forgot. We never finished it. But a couple of times he's asked me like, hey, are we going to finish that Michelle Obama movie? And I'm like, you're right. We need to finish that. So she definitely was, one was raised in the hood, right? Yeah. South, South South Chicago. No, I mean, she she's a gem. I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't remember or recall any other first lady that was like, you know, in the White House before her time that I like. Tried to engage with the community. So right. Much, you know, I mean, I think back in the day, you would hear a lot of people mention uh, Jackie Kennedy. You know, mm-hmm. they had like love and respect for Jackie Kennedy. But, yeah. Because she was active, but that was after, you know, her husband's passing. So, yeah, I really just appreciate the fact that, like, she set this tone as a um, first lady to be as active. And, you know, hopefully as when, when we eventually get somebody, you know, more people of color in the White House, because we're not going to, you know, limit ourselves to just that first family. Yeah. But, like, hopefully that, that dynamic like stays in our cultural aspect of like this is how we do first like you yeah she definitely said that talk absolutely yeah, i'm definitely gonna take a look at that is it a movie or is it a it's like a documentary it's like an hour like an hour Shout long out spelman college they was on they was on the, you know, they was on the documentary i didn't watch the whole thing oh yeah okay. no, i did see the clips of that though that was cool. okay. shout out shout out let's go man. man all right man so let's kick things off man. uh so what's uh keeping you entertained on that part how do black men or how are they portrayed in the shows that we're watching nowadays in entertainment social media how are they portrayed oh how, yeah how are we portrayed i mean man i feel like this has been like a, a complex or a construct for years i mean you, <laughs> you you think about it i think a lot of frustrations with anybody when it comes to like black entertainment is it's always been this like negative notion about you know being a man of color because of what you see, mm-hmm. you aggressive, you angry, mm-hmm. um, you cheating, you are like not a mostly available, but you're trying to like, there's like this, I'll do for you culture type thing. Like that's what it's always projected. And if you go from show to show, like coming into like the early 2000s, or I guess leaving the early 2000s, you start to witness that more. Mm-hmm. Like in, in regards to like our character base, the, yeah. the, the player, um, the husband who cheats, you know what I'm saying? Like you never really get the. I've never seen the characters that just be on the straight and narrow the whole time. Martin, would he? I, I mean, would say, would he? Well, uh, Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil. No, yeah. we had. I but, mean, but, but yeah. we talk, but we talk, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's early. Like that that was that's an era. Like the early '90s age. So you know, we mm-hmm. brought it up. Like, that's a strong era where you did get a chance to see like the most powerful scene. I think a lot of men can connect with is um. Will Smith and his dad. Yeah. And you know, but like, we don't get, like, get those scenes anymore. And when mm-hmm. we talk later on in the show, we talk about our, you know, our concepts of insecure and, and our, our feelings with it. Like, I think still in a sense, like, 
I look at uh the new show Lil Packer just brought up, uh Bruh. Mm-hmm. Me and my roommate has been watching that. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. So it's like the first like it's the first show where you kinda like it's like the black male version of girlfriends, right? Okay. But in the same sense, you still see the, the it's like the one nuclear character of like a black male that could like he provides but still like besides he wants to explore other like issues of being with another woman or not mm-hmm. sure if he wants to like f- be full fledged in a relationship yeah. then you see them turn back in like spurts of like the individual character yeah. dealing with those mm-hmm. notions but as a group though you see the perpetuation of like nah man don't be dealing with that one you know what I'm saying like right. I'm a player still so we, we still got that like that notion in, in media and now when you think about quarantine a lot of production you know isn't out yet so you know you got a chance for a lot of like come up to take place but i mean that's just my take on it. i mean it's always a it's always a nuance when it comes to like what you looking for because like you said the name of the show today is are you not entertained some people are okay with like what is seen because everybody doesn't take a socially conscious like deep dive every time they watch some content so they're like man they're not really trying to like do no wrong to the black male image but then somebody else could feel a totally different Right. So some of them are just watching it for entertainment and some of them are just watching it just to take something away from it. I would think half the, like, the population is, is doing so. Like we, 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 those that are entertained and then those are like entertained, but they're like still want to have a social perspective because they're trying to see through the lens of whoever created it. Mm-hmm. Like what was your purpose of creating this content yeah. for me mm-hmm. to see? For me to like digest, but then some people don't even feel like it's necessary to digest. Yeah. Well, well, let me, let me, this, this, the quote that comes up in my mind is by James Baldwin. I feel like I've mentioned this before, um, on the show, and I've definitely said a lot in my, and just my personal life and regular conversations. But when you become socially aware, living within our culture, right? Mainstream, living within mainstream culture, it reminds me of when James Baldwin said to be somewhat socially conscious within, in America as a black person is to be in a constant state of rage, right? I mean, you see that the, the way the images and how we're portrayed black, our culture at times can be portrayed within media. It's can be when you, when you have a socially conscious mind and you think about the, the movie school days where, where, where Lawrence first friend at the end is wake up, right? You got to wake up and see exactly what's happening. And for the most part, there's some positive, there's some positivity, positive things happening. But then on the other end, there's a lot of nonsense that gets put out there about our culture. There's a lot of nonsense that gets put out there and channeled to the rest of the world about us. Mm-hmm. Right. Just think about the images of what we saw as Africa growing up. What we, what we knew to be Africa, what we thought Africa was like, what we understood, like, what, what, what was going on over there, right? All we saw was mainstream culture pushing their millions of kids dying over there, starving, there's no food, AIDS is ramp, running rampant, there's nothing but war, infrastructure is terrible, it's all, like, depleted, and then you, now when you get to see what really is happening over there, and someone who, like, like myself who just came from over there, you can see, like, yeah, there's some, there's some things happening. There's a lot of poverty for sure, but there's some places where you look over over there, you're like, wow, this is actually better developed than the, what we have in Brooklyn, New York. This is actually better. They're, these roads are actually better than. Why the, do you think that is? I think the truth is never really revealed, bec- um, the, uh, depending but on who controls how it's revealed. When is it ever though? 
I think the truth is revealed when we kind of allow ourselves to to open up our own minds. Right. Like when we when we're looking for media to give us truth, right? And I said that in quotes, truth. We're not going to find it unless it fits their narrative of what they want to push. So you want to push a narrative that a people group is is uncivilized and underdeveloped. You're going to find ways to support that. And anything that con- goes contrary to that, you're going to suppress it unless people actually awaken and visit for themselves or see it for themselves. And with globalization happening, we can actually connect with people in different parts of the world anywhere within a matter of seconds and see truth for ourselves. So, but it, it depends on how willing you are to, to seek that truth. So my question too, though, would you, do you think that like we, there was a better, so it, do you feel like there was a better representation of like our culture, our people in the early onslaught of like media television? Like if you think about our nineties television and then like you get into like one-on-one half and half, uh, you know, like all those concepts, like those still get, they like, they saw a family oriented dynamic. Mm-hmm. You saw a father figure in the space. You, you saw a mother, maybe like one on one. You didn't see a mother, but you saw a father. Yeah. Like he was trying his best to support his daughter and all the experiences that she going through. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you think about that dynamic, it's, it's just interesting to see how like, as we got like deeper into the, like the, this millennium. You're not really like seeing as much. You're seeing more of like a reality TV show. That's where. Yeah. That's where things are just usually right. where people find their And that's where the nuclear family is like being I would say, introduced. To. I would say right now, the best image of family that you can see on TV, uh, and this is just me speaking off the top of my head. I'm sure someone else could find other examples is blackish Anthony Anderson. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah. They're family dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking at them, you're like, wow, this is dope. Like, this is something that we, we actually are craving. We're actually desiring it because for so long, bro, we have not seen that. We have not seen that. We've seen our culture be kind of defined by what you see on Love and Hip Hop, what you see on, uh, Basketball Wise, what you see on Housewives of Atlanta, what you see on so many different TV shows and rap videos. And I'm not saying I don't have a problem with hip hop culture at all, mm-hmm. right? I love it. I think it's, it's definitely a part of our culture, but I think the things, the messaging that actually gets, uh, celebrated the most is the messaging that actually causes more damage to our community than anything else. But you gotta think about it from a wide standpoint of view. What are people most entertained about? Cause most of the people are entertained about the negative things. Well, that's, that's, that's the question. Are you not entertained? Because I'm not entertained with some of the stuff that I've seen. So I I could be I could agree with you with well, that as well. Would you say you're more socially conscious though? Yeah, I'm socially conscious. More socially conscious than the average. I wouldn't say than the average. Right. Man, you know what? I would say yeah. You say the average? I would say more. I say I think I'm more awakened than the average. I don't think I'm like the most awakened person I know. <laughs> so I so feel like that may be where your frustration lies. Like I mean, I, I think sometimes like there was a point where I would look on TV and I'm like, bro, what? Yeah. That's all the time. <laughs> Bro, what? It's all the time. Though. So, and then I, I'm looking and I'm trying to find a joy because, like, when you think about it, it's not a lot of, we we don't have the same amount of, like, shows that, like, represent us no more. Like, not as heavy. So, you 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 get this, you get this idea, like, let me support, like, black culture. Mm-hmm. And then I think, too, though, like, <laughs> Jeff, when, when you talk about black media, black entertainment, like, don't, 
don't just make some controversial, like, wild, like, wild and all outside crazy content. And then just because it's black, you put us in a predicament where we got support. Yeah. Because, like, I, I still have some mixed, like, I have a mixed notion about black as black as fuck. Like I haven't even I haven't watched it. I think yeah. I watched the whole genre when it first came out, but I, I mean, I just feel like you know my my take on it. Um, my my take on it is just that I like feel it it from the guy who created Blackish. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes from creating that content space to creating Black AF, and you just like, but why? Yeah, it's I, not. It's not that I, like, cause if it it, it, it just need to be more funny. It wasn't as like if you're gonna just be wild and all outside like that, and you're trying to make a parody, be a little bit. It was this is one that's funny to me. Yeah, like I, it, it wasn't that funny to me. Yeah, I, for to, parody of Blackish. I don't know. I I think I'm not really invested in those shows, such as like Blackish, Black AF, maybe because it's the the setting, right? The setting is always high income black family homes. Name a show that's like middle income that's more relatable to me, more how I was raised. Like back in the good day, times, good times. <laughs> we had we had Martin who's living in an apartment. What about right? family? Family matters. Family matters. Middle class. But it's still a home dynamic. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So I can't relate myself to that. I mean, if I watch little skits on uh, Blackish, and they're living in a predominantly white neighborhood, kids go to a predominantly white school. I never experienced that until college. So I, I mean, I take a look at it, but I'm not really invested in it because I mean, it, I have nothing I can relate it to. Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't find any entertainment from it. So, wow. so, so do, do we have any, do we have any other like content that's like, I guess like that for us? So I guess that, that's taking us to our, our main like little gist for the day. Like how y'all feel about insecure? Yo, y'all have me but, uh, binge watching that whole thing yesterday. I told you, bro. I it, told you. Like, what, 30 minutes an episode? It was amazing. Uh, cause when it comes to black content, like, that is the one, like, that's just out there that everybody's supporting right now. Cause I wouldn't say, like, that show Sisters by Tyler Perry. Now, a lot of people watch that. Mm-hmm. I said, bruh, on BET Plus. Are everybody watching that? Yeah. So Insecure is the one, like, black network I- content that got our attention. Yeah. So how we feel about it? Insecure messed me up after in season one. Right. What happened in season one? Refresh my memory. Season one. Well, this friend, we're trying to figure out if we were going to be Team Lawrence oh, or Team, team Issa. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And trying to, you know, at yeah. the end of that, and how they, you know, they ended up, you know, whatever they ended up separating, whatever. But um, I I found it interesting, man. Like I just found like a lot of this stuff happening within the show. Still to this day, I'm still like, yo, I'm Team Lawrence. Like, yo, like yeah. she messed Shout up, out bro. To my man Lawrence. She messed up. Like she should have been. The Lawrence is out there. She should have been a rider. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, no, she didn't have to. And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, I'm Team Lawrence, no matter what. Um, but I think this season of the show is is interesting. I think the way you see the dynamics between friendship. The dynamics between conflict resolution, mm-hmm. uh, the need for um, mental health counseling mm-hmm. um, that ha- that goes in, uh, also the difference in when it comes with with just the different elements of life that 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 uh, when life changes, right? And you know, children and marriage and relationships and what happens in the business, uh, 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 job, uh, trend, moving jobs, like what's those dynamics like? And so I think that. I actually like Insecure in terms of the the base, the basic um, 
the way that they, they show like Issa's basic life, like it's just a normal life. She's just living life. Her friends are lawyers. She has other friends. And it's like a realistic show. I, I really enjoy the reality of it, especially when it comes to how we interact when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I think it's crazy. I think it's insane how things are going now. Would you say that the, the episode's name is a question now uh, I will ask our women? Like, aren't you satisfied for if we're Team Lawrence? Because I was speaking to a good friend of me of mine yesterday, and I asked her, I told her I was Team Lawrence all the way, and based on season one. Uh, and she was like, oh, well, Lawrence was just laying on a couch the entire time. He and was not, not, not providing. So I'm like, wait, so uh, it goes back to a post I saw not too long ago, and it said that the people who are only loved unconditionally are dogs, women, and children. Men are only love unconditionally if they only be able to provide something. Mm. Mm. That's ooh. Listen, man. I, I brought that up to her yesterday, and she was like, "Well, Lawrence forgot her birthday. Lawrence ain't get That's Lawrence was not working on unconditional an love." So I'm like, "Wait a minute, exactly." So I was like, "Wait a minute." So Issa's not is not a one to be trust when uh when one of their partners is down out bad. Right? How do you expect Issa to carry you out all the way if you know that she's gonna go out the relationship and no? Right. She cheated. She I cheated. mean, I don't even. <laughs> so like, and I and I see how we be doing. We went from top, you know, top down. Like season one, I was always at first when I first saw the show. I thought I was like, bro, this is a male bashing. Why are they doing my man's like this? <laughs> why you? Why are they treating him like this? Like it ain't even that deep. Like my man's trying to figure his. Like he's trying to figure out his goals. He do have a job. He works at Best Buy. I get Best Buy not good enough. But girl, don't be mad. At you got you got you somebody on the Geek Squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, when your stuff malfunction, my man's got automatic pull up to Billy to like, take you take your computer to the front desk. Right. <laughs> like you know. But outside of that, I think like it's just interesting that like Lauren's depiction. He was made to look like he was in the wrong, like from jump as like, from my perspective. Yeah. As like. Well, how is that? What do you mean? So, I mean, he, everything was an issue, you know, like everything was an issue. This not enough, you know, like from the, the, I guess from like her emotional satisfaction, because if you think about it, her emotional satisfaction was not based in what he like showing her attention and being around her, making love, none of that. It was based in what you about to look like you're doing. Mm. Technically. Mm. Like I didn't see nothing. Like I never saw a look, like what it like what technically what did Lawrence really do? Other than not work. Other forget than, her birthday. Other than forget And not have a job. Other than work, forget he did have a job though. I think that was towards later. Like beginning. In the beginning he didn't. And then have, he messed that up. With uh, you know, the, the beautiful woman that he that he was working with. Oh my god. Oh my god. He was strong because that, no, that wasn't best battle. That was season two. No, 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 that was season, that was end of season one. That I'm was when sure. he got with um the homegirl. She invited like she invited him to the house and everything from the bank. Yes, from yes, the bank. from the bank, from, from the, the bank. bank. Right, that's not season, but I'm saying that's season two. Remember when he dated? Uh, she was like, I thought they got together in the season one. You know, I mean, anyway, he messed it up because she had it going on. You did. hear me? That's you hear bank. me? Yeah, you talking about the banker? Yeah, the banker. My God. But when you think about that, though, like, and we go back to the notion of, like, black men and how they portrayed in media. Right. Like, how are we feeling about how men have been portrayed in Insecure? And was it really Issa's job, like Issa Rae, was it really her job to, like, give us that focal point anyway? Because technically, I think the perspective is always, like, 
you know, the woman's ideals and like what they're seeing and what they go through in their friend group. Yeah. But when you think about it though, and this bring in somebody like Andrew, mm-hmm. how you feel about the fact that like Andrew this season, he getting like the spotlight that of like the positive, you know, like he getting in that positive direction. He like that middle ground for Molly. Um, even if from the, from a male perspective, like the ideas of like, you know, black men are like wear pink and stuff like that, or like going to get the suitcases. Like he was doing all that. He had on the pink fit, holding on the, holding, getting holding the suitcases, the getting the door, like all, why Lawrence couldn't, you know what I mean? For me, why Lawrence couldn't be that guy. Mm, I don't know. Why do we feel like, why we, like, I guess like those things weren't highlighted for Lawrence if he was doing those things because it wasn't part of the show at the time. And we, you know, we also know it's an episode basis. And we know Jay Ellis also directed this episode. So, like, you know, when you think about that, it's, it's just interesting. It's just an interesting, interesting dynamic. Why didn't Molly have to fall in love with an Asian man? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. These questions come up. I think that, but I think that, I think they did that intentionally. Right, I think the well, she ain't like black. She well, she ain't, I won't say she ain't like black man. She was male bashing in the beginning of the season, but my fuck. She always. I feel like Molly is, it, <laughs> Molly is toxic. Toxicity. <laughs> she is toxic. She no, is the start, like she start, is the, Molly fans out here somewhere. No, they they probably are, and they toxic too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like you know, in reality, you look at you look at what what you see how Molly's operating in her life, right? And it's challenging. Right. right. And all of these challenges that you see that she's that she that's presented from her. But at the end of the day, I really think that the the easy part to look at is how the women are portrayed. Mm-hmm. But I think the hard part is what you're doing, like try to pay attention to more of how the men can be portrayed. I actually don't really think that I don't even know if they, if it's really intentional how they're trying to portray the men rather than just using them as backstories or just fillers or extra extra uh, st- parts to the storyline. Mm-hmm. I would love to see one day Issa Rae or somebody do a spinoff. Maybe with this show, Issa Rae could do it, a spinoff to the male version following those four guys, the four, the four guys, right? Mm-hmm. Or following the, the guys group in, in terms of You think she they... should be leading it or a man should No, be I'm saying I think, I think she should probably sh- produce it. Like, produce? it's her show. She would have to okay the spin on. I think Jay Ellis could do it. He just directed Jay Ellis directed Sunday's episode. Like Lawrence directed Sunday's episode. Yeah. So I think that should. I think, I, I think it a, should be Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I think we need. No, no, no. I'm saying it's her. It's her product. It's her, it's yeah, her product. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like but he, he can still the spin off. Like yeah. it has to be approved she by be on the executive producer. But no, yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be it'd be whoever else. But I'm saying it would. Be, she would have to okay because these are her characters. Right. So like, we yeah. have, I got somebody here on my on my IG live, and they say they don't think it's intentional. Like. What's intentional? That. The, the picture. Like they're not trying to make it negative. Yeah, they're that's what I'm saying. I don't think that, I don't think it's, I don't, cause I don't see Lawrence as negative. I don't see Lawrence as like. Well, no, of course not. I just didn't, I just didn't like how like, how he was played. Not, not the show, but particularly like how we interpreted. Like Lawrence is played off. Like, you remember when he called him F-Boy Lawrence? Oh. Like, what? But I'm saying, but for me though, yeah. how did he get into that title, that role, that notion? It still like was bred about, bred through unsatisfaction. Well, Issa was not satisfied in season one. Rose reverse. And, and Molly's perception and perspective, like, tied into it about, like, what she was going through with me at the time and stuff like that. I think played a role. You're over here falling yeah, over yeah. here. Oh, so but yeah. I, I just think Issa wasn't satisfied at, at that point in the beginning. So now you, you think about the dynamic of the shift now. You know, it may not have been intentional, but, you know, it's just like, I wonder when they in the writer's room, like, what they thinking about when they like, all right. Here are our male characters, and these are the ways in which 
we know we can draw our audiences in mm-hmm. because we know our audience is predominantly, you know, women. Yeah, I'm watch, I've been I've been watching Insecure since season Fair one, though, and I've been beginning. like, yeah. and I, you know, it, it's real. Like, so I think a lot of these shows that we get to watch, though, like Insecure or Blackish, Grownish is actually Grown-ish. another good one. Um, I wanted more from it, but then. At first, I wanted more fun, but then it started. It started to gradually it, it, get there. It gets there. It's it gets there. there. Like, and it, and it, and junior it, year, but that's how college is. That is how college. It's is. a. It's, it's a. Like college it. is kind of like. Wait, is it the kids all grown up? No, it's uh, Yara Shahidi. Yeah, she goes off from Blackish. She, she goes. It's the oldest daughter. She goes to college, and then they do a spinoff called Grownish. Okay. Um. So, which which I actually love the show. I think the characters in it, the 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 actors that they've chosen to be in it, mm-hmm. I think it does a great job of depicting, um, uh, positivity within our culture. Yeah. Right? I think it also highlights some of the issues that are at play. I think it highlights the the privilege issues within Black communities. All right. Um, some people have privilege. Some people don't. Some people recognize they have privilege. Some people don't even recognize or know that they're privileged yep. and they just live life thinking everything is about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I, it's, it's fascinating, man. I think you really see, um, so many different depictions of, of African Americans, of people of color and media that some of them are good, you know, some of them are bad. But I think right now we're making, we're using our voices. We're using our power. Even with social media right now, you see uh, the versus battles, bro. Our mm-hmm. culture is being put on sh- on mm-hmm. on the spot and being and and a, and a bright light is being shined on it. I want to go back. To, being highlighted. I want to go back to what you just said. You said some of them are good, some of them are bad. For them that are for those that are bad, to get to that point where they're actually being televised, are they really bad? Yes, bro. Because it's making, but it's making money because it's so called entertainment. So it's you, entertainment. So you talking you, love and hip hop type? Love and hip hop. Right. Love and hip hop. We know it's trash, bro. We know that's trash. We know that's not okay for. That's not the actual way that the black argue, people arguing in public. Right. They're all screaming. It's all yeah. scripted. Um. Uh. Wait. What's the other one? Black Ink Crew. Like. They, no, I don't think these people are bad individuals, right? But I think that the overall message and how it's produced. And Joe Button talks about this. Some of the conversations that they have, that's not how it actually goes. But it's whoever has the final edit. Mm-hmm. And who has the final edit? Edit The networks. And they make the narrative and they control the narrative. I have a friend, uh, another friend um, who's actually, um, who was in a, a reality show, who was in Black Ink Crew. And you literally get a producer that's in your ear that's telling you, yes, yeah, so I was talking about you. You shouldn't just like. Lay down and oh, is that how really it goes? Yes, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's not scripted. It's scripted, but it's it's also they the producers know they what they want to happen. Oh. Right, right? You you see, you know how these things work, right? You see the I'm just saying reality TV shows like they 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 they, they, they scripted like you look at them and they go, yo yo Mark. So on the show. Driver definitely cut you off like three times, bro. Like, how you, next time you go on the show, you need to make sure that when he cut you off, you let him, that's just what's going, that's what's going to get the, that's what's going to get the ratings up, bro. That's going to get the, and I had another friend, she did, um, Bridezilla. (laughs) And so she's not really crazy. She's not really upset about things. Like, she's just really chill. And they were filming it and they told her, Oh, um, you're, you're being too nice. 
we we're gonna have to scrap today's footage because you you like you said thank you too many times like you need to make you need to get angry about things they even asked her like what's some stories that's happened in your life the last couple months that we can bring in here that's like who like they they could we could bring in here so literally they brought up some story about how her dad couldn't make the wedding because the the his new wife was gonna come and what they have figured that out like eight months ago you know what's crazy I'm pretty sure the people that are leading this are white. Yes. Well, now, now Mona I, Scott. Mona Scott runs what? She runs Love and Hip Hop is her thing. Mm. Yeah, but she's not the she's not the. But uh, but VH1 give her permission. They bring her on right. as a producer. So yeah. So Man, we got some people who's like they play on your insecurities and they was like they try to control like control them and now like they get their own. Hell yeah! yeah that's a Master guy. P and a Little Romeo put them on blast not too long ago. I, what show that they uh, had running? Uh, growing up hip hop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You seen that right? And the I lady that, saw that video on IG. And the lady that was talking, she was short. And white, right? <laughs> but yeah, what he was, uh, he was saying how like, he didn't like the fact that he caught them taking content or a conversation that he's had and edited it so it could like show controversy. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really they what love they, it. that's what they do. They love so it. So that's, but that's, but watch this. That's what keeps people interested. Do you got re- negative things? Yeah. But you guys remember Hollywood Wives? Where they had Hollywood exes, it was about the ex wives yeah. like Eddie Murphy yeah, and all yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart, right. and then I they were having. I think Mona Scott had that they too. Ended, but, but what happened was they ended up being like coming together and be like, "I forgive you." We had a lot of fights and like you know really working through some things. They cut it. That's probably scripted. Mm. They can't, no 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 no. They really were like working through things like they was like, "Yo, I'm sorry that I said that and just that and third. And they actually were apologizing, and it wasn't like. That it was like that dramatic music with it, like what's about to happen, right. and it was like they would just really chill, like they actually started becoming friends. They cut the season. They was like, "All right, it's over, it's done," because that's not what's going to keep people coming back to watch. So then, when you but when you take that perspective and you think about that, like it's crazy that that all goes back on us though as people, because that means the network is seeing that the views are not in a particular place that they like. So that means. Networks are saying that ignorant sales. Like, so like what, like, will, will, will positive content ever win? You know? Never. Yes. I think positive never. content will win. No, never. I think, because it, first of all, it's insecure. I, I mean, insecure. Yes, we can say for our culture is positive content, but, but it's insecure positive content. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's positive. I think it's positive. A I little think, ignorance in there. Well, but it's, Everybody has ignorance. Everyone loves ignorance. Everybody, but everyone has it. Like it's real. Every culture has some level of ignorance to it. Like it's no, nobody that is, there's no way that, there's no culture that is just completely like just free of ignorance. You have it all around, right? And how do we, how do we allow this to, to become the dominant, dominant theme within our community? Because there's some people whose only interactions with black people is what they see on Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up, I remember when I was in college, I went away working at this, um, uh, uh, predominantly, um, white, um, established, a uh, place, um, it was like a, a Christian resort, predominantly white Christian resort. And I remember a couple of times someone would say to me, these young white people, they just, they, they just, God bless their hearts. But they would say the words, Oh, you know, Terry, you're different. I'd be like, oh, what do you mean I'm different? Yeah, you're, you know, like the, you know, you're different. Like you're black, but you're different. Like you're, like you're cool. 
excuse what like had i not like i wish sometimes in in those moments i just didn't know what to say as like 18 as a 19 year old i didn't know what to say i didn't know i I, like i didn't want to go off i wanted to but then i was like i don't want to look i don't like it's you just feel like you just don't know how to navigate sometimes you don't know how to navigate those waters now at this point in my life, I wish someone, I wish a white person would tell me you different. Different from what? Like, especially if you don't really have that much history interacting with black people in the first place. Right. Because mm-hmm. if, if, your, if your domain is shows. Right. Movies, like you, content, you, yeah. Like, you're not even connected with us for real. Oh, you think do you, there's a reason for a white person to be friend of a black person? What you mean? Like a, like a reason. Because of entertainment? Not, not only entertainment, but in general. Um, you think I there's say, actually kindness in their heart? Or, or is it the fact that they know the history that they feel bad? Well, now you know you could say you can you can you can miss me with that white guilt aspect of it, and I and I can and I'm clear with that. Don't apologize to me about nothing because all you're doing is trying to uh, uh, appease your white guilt so that you can sleep better at night. Right? You ain't doing nothing for me. That apology ain't helping me. What really does what I do recognize though is that any time that there is connections between people of different races and different cultures. It takes a level of intentionality. Diversity is intentional, right? And so you have two types of diversity. And, we, and, we, and I talked about this in my anthropology classes and um, in grad school, we talked about, you have train cart diversity and then you actually have something which is called kingdom diversity, right? So train cart diversity is, when you get on the, the four or five train at 42nd Street, Grand Central, that train car you look around is pretty diverse, right? Like you got multimillionaires on there. You have homeless people on there, middle class, black, white, uh, uh, Latino, Asian, a- like all types of people from different backgrounds, right? But are they interacting or are they just in the same vicinity? That's train car diversity. That's, that's just, we all are here. Right. We're all here, but there's no t- connectivity. There's no intentionality. There's no exchanging of cultures. But then you have kingdom diversity where you understand that there's an intentional essence behind it, where people are actually connecting with one another in a deeper way for a greater purpose. So, like, and so that brings about uh, the diversity with people of social, different economic backgrounds, different races, different uh, sexual orientations, different gender identities are all saying we want to get to know each other in an intentional way. So now let's mm-hmm. string so, it back though to like yeah. your point, string it to, to the entertainment industry. Are you, do you think the executives that are like showrunners who are accepting like certain content, um, especially from like people who are trying to produce black content, or do you think like the show, like the people who run these networks are actually trying to take the time to deep dive into why these characters are being developed? Like, so like, so do you, like, so my point is, are you, do you believe that the more ignorant content is accepted because it is amusing to the network head? Yes. Hell yeah. They want to okay. go ahead. Go ahead. What you want to say? I said they want to be like a so bad. We're supernatural. Think we're, because to think about it, really, we got we create all these dance moves. Uh, we're uh, we're tight, and when it comes to say we're tight, we're tight with our with our lingo, our language. Yeah. You know, they want to adapt to that so bad, so they want to see it somewhere. Yeah. But most of them are getting it from that negative perspective, right? Yeah. They're getting it from a negative view. Well, that's just getting it, but I'm the, saying they allowing the content to go out. It's their network. Like, they how y'all feel like TBS? They want it. So watch the this. last OG. 
Let me push this one. The last OG with, with uh, uh, Tracy, with Morgan? Tracy Morgan. Yeah, how you yeah. feel? Like, how you feel about? Because that depicts uh, New York, a black man, old object, old old New York before it was like gentrified and and shifted. Uh, Tiffany had his character. She dating a white man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Crown Heights. Now this is what I I use this example because we could talk about uh, uh, Last OG too because it's, it's funny. It's a funny show, but we could talk about Brown Sugar, the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what Tay Diggs' frustration was as a producer? That his his man his bosses were literally on this record label trying to produce that black and white group. Those, oh yes, yeah. she is my hoe, right? And he's like, yo, this is trash. And his boss is like, yo, this is fire. Yo, this is gonna sell records. And he literally was like, yo, I'm done with this. I quit. Like this is not y'all ain't going nowhere. And then literally he's somewhere in like what's being what's like the number one record out that junk. She is my like yo like but this is what it is like bro. It's, I I crack kills bro. <laughs> like, like in reality, crack kills bro, and so does terrible entertainment. Um, but we entertain it in some way, shape, or form. And I and I and I be honest with you, as much as I can say now that I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, I don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't. There was a point in my life. Where I used to watch those shows religiously. I ain't gonna lie, me too. Sunday night, you eight p.m. You hit them jumps like because you gotta realize, bro. Housewives of Atlanta's been on for a long time, bro. bro. Like love hip hop Atlanta. I'm not gonna lie. When it first came on, I, I was watching it. I'm you, you peeping now. It's like dang, they joined nine seasons in. Yo, and it's and it's tr- and it's trash. Nine, nine seasons. But I, I literally got a glance at the last episode that just came out. Love yeah. hip hop Atlanta, bro. Was it and a fight scene? No, it was the producer coming up saying. Yo, the show about to end because Corona. <laughs> and one of the characters, Kirk, was like, bro, how we going to make money? <laughs> and I'm just like, dang, like. That's their way of like. That, this like somebody, like, lucrative way. Like, and I'm just like, all your stuff. He's like, still Kirk, cursing the, on it? Yeah. All dang. your business, all your context, your business, everything just out there. Everybody for the world know. to view with negative hindsight. Yep. People of color is like. All right, bro, that's some normal, you know, whatever. You can see it on a regular basis. But then, you know, when you think about somebody that don't look like us, it's just interesting that they take on, like, like that kind of content. Yeah. All right. Now, it's, it's real. Now, Ty, I want to go back to what Michael said not too long ago. Will black entertainment, like, will it ever be in a positive, like, view? Right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. positive. But- positive, but will you ever feel like it's taken over to the point where the negativity are diminishing over the years? Yeah, I think, bro, I think the more people, the more situations where we get more Tyler Perry's and we get to hold people like that accountable and we get to call on them to to be those who are representing us in their television shows and in their writing in a positive manner, right? Then it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. But I need, but we, we need more people like Michael. Michael loves Tyler Perry. Who? Who? What you mean? Alex not- Cross. <laughs> Like what the hell is Alex? I didn't even know about it's that. Not, movie. It's not. It's not. About, it's not. Uh, you love her. You love his content. No, I, it's not. Well, it's not. No, I don't. You it's do, not, bro. Yeah, you do. Not, no, I don't. You do. <laughs> I don't love the content. I because all of it is not. I'm sorry. That was in the mic. All of it is not depicting. You know, in the light that I wanted to. Person, for my personal opinion, but I support the fact that it's the moves that he made to put people on. Like I get it. Some of the product. May come out, you may not like it, like acrimony, whatever. Auto, like at the end of the, at the end of the day, these shows, these shows have our people, P- 
people who are aspiring to be actors and actresses who want opportunities. Yeah. That's why I rock with him. Okay. All right. and, that's, and, but that's, I like his plays. Like his plays are cool. Nah, his plays are dope. I mean, yeah. but his this, plays are cool. But this I really why do I, like his plays now. This is why I said the line to keep them held, hold people like that accountable. Cause we gotta hold them accountable, right? And I yeah. think, um, like it's just interesting, man. I, I, especially as a Christian, I have a different perspective on it because I think a lot of times there's so many, there's so much negativity that's being pushed out when it comes to about Christianity and comes about being black, especially black and Christian. Like you look at the number one of the number one shows on cable television right now, Greenleaf, right? Like you're like, Oh man, it's like they've literally taken all of the drama and like every single church in the history of the world and put it all into like one church and one family and say, this is what they're dealing with at this mega church. And then this is what you have. You have so many people like, this is why I don't go to church, man. This is why I don't do I the church. I was one of them. Yeah, I know. I nonsense. But that's my point. But though. that's like, the issue for me. When you think them. about entertainment though, like you see it and it like tweaks your perspective on that level. Yeah. Should it do that? Yo, it was to the point. I don't really like, I'm not, I try not to be affected. I can, I watch anything. I try not to be affected by any, you know, piece of content to the point where it made me try to like diverge out the fact that I'm still here on reality. Like, nah, it, it, like I'm living it's real messed life. Me up. Like, real, Some stuff messed me it, up. It definitely messed me up because I was questioning Christianity, bro. Yeah. I was questioning church. I was like, yo, what, why are, why are black folks so gravitated to being a Christian? Like, who was the first Christian preacher who preached to black folks that ran with the word, right? And I started questioning everything. I'm like, wait, well, back in the day, 400 years ago, we weren't we weren't allowed to read, right? Who? But that's that's for another. Well, that's I, a, I could because I can I can knock that down in terms of Christ, black the black story goes goes doesn't doesn't start at slavery. It doesn't start which whatever you, what you're saying is make it the, the 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 idea that's being presented at the foundation of that is that black history started or black religious history started as slavery. Mm-hmm. Nah, hell no. You go deeper back, bro, back into uh, the history of Africa. Like the, the, the first church was in Ethiopia, right? The, 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 one of the leading theologians of, of all time, uh, uh, St. Um, uh, uh, Constantine, right? Not Constantine, St. Saint, Saint Augustine. St. Augustine was a North African man. And off of his theology, confessions, right? The idea that he, uh, or city of God, out of his writings, you have birthed the two major Western theological thoughts, mm. Lutheranism and then Calvinism, right? To understand. And both of them, which is what Western Christianity is based off of, basically rewrote his teachings. And this is an African man, the black man. Then you have the whole idea of the triune God, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That was coined by a man named Tertullian, an African man from Carthage. Like these are like Christianity and its history and its origin roots are ingrained with African blood and thought. But are people critiquing the, the so media, that's, media network for making something like Greenleaf take, you know, what you're breaking down as historic content and like diverging into a more 
I wouldn't even entertaining thing. I wouldn't even connect it. I wouldn't connect it. I okay. was just speaking to what Mark was saying about like who was the first. Like gotcha. I think like it's real. Like was all Africa uh, <laughs> a Christian? No, not of course not. Right? <laughs> Depends on certain parts of Africa that weren't. But I'm saying that historically there were huge pockets of the African continent that had Christianity that was present there. Right. And you see it in the New Testament. You see it when the Ethiopian eunuch is walking and uh, Philip, is, he asks the apostles, hey, can you interpret this for me? So it was just like he was reading the book of Isaiah. Right. So there's so many things. Even when you go back to uh, King Solomon, a Jewish, the, the, the Jewish king. Right. He was married to who? One of his wives was the Queen of Sheba. Right. So these are this is just history, black history historical uh it has a historical context that's deeply connected right and so i think that what we see in our society now when it comes to black christianity is distorted i think is is the power behind how powerful we are as people and how connected we are to christ or the truth or the foundations of the origins of what the scriptures come from i feel like it's been disconnected and it's been whitewashed so the just people like shows like Greenleaf play a role. Yeah, to an extent. Remember, we still talking about media. To an extent. So, to an extent. When you talk extent. about anything being, so we talk about the nuclear family, not just whitewashed, but like media washed. The nuclear family, like the black nuclear family. Who's that? What? Like the black nuclear family, like Family Matters. Uh, Will uh, Uncle Phil and his like having a a mother, a father. Oh, yeah. Like all in same household, positive experiences. Like that's what I mean. Like that's the, the nuclear family. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about just the depictions, like just to bring your your point across, you you going heaven into like you know, black Christianity and like how it's distorted. But it was stemmed off the fact that we you talking about Greenlee, yeah, and like yeah. how it's entertaining. However, but it still it brings a, up controversial like yeah. ways of being when you think about well, how many people is like this particular content pushing away from yeah. the religion. So, yeah, man, it's, it's been a good, I think it's like this, it's, it's interesting. I think, I think he knows more history than you, bro. H- history oh on what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, that's bro. religious history. So. I, I teach world history. So you. There's no competition I here. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's I mean, we could take a history we test could next take, week if you want to do that. I'm just saying, yeah. 100 question history I'll, test. I'll, I'll prompt it out. We can, take a, we can take a 100 point history test. I have nothing to 10 push ups per no, round question. Man. All right. So, I have nothing so y'all, y'all, y'all listen to any music nowadays? Any, any new nah, albums? Um, John McReynolds. Who's that? John McReynolds. He's a um, contemporary gospel artist. He had a new album out called People, which is pretty fire. Bump it. It's bumping. I, when I work out, I listen to his song, Make a, make a Cathedral Out of Me. Lord, make a cathedral out of me. I'm like, oh. running, biking. I've just been listening to old school music. Hey. Old school? Just Who? Anybody. I mean, everything that can come up on a playlist. Ain't Taylor no City S- Girls in there? No. Taylor Swift? Uh, September? No. <laughs> no. Do you New Jack Swing. New Jack type? Swing type. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Down was, my heart. Been listening to a lot of John boy, Coltrane. You know what I'm yeah. Okay. John Coltrane. Uh, his grandson was my next door neighbor in college. For real? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, last dance, bro. Uh, fun fact. I went to, uh, Carl Malone's nephew 
was my teammate in college, bro. I forgot to mention that. Oh, pretty, yeah. pretty whack. Yeah. Cool. Hey, listen. Don't, don't waste that time with nonsense <laughs> like that. Well, <laughs> hey, man. You know what? Hey, uh, let's wrap it up. Hey, thank you for tuning in to Ghetto Profit Podcast. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media, Ghetto Profit Podcast on IG, Ghetto Profit Podcast 1 on Twitter, and Ghetto Profit Podcast on Facebook. And please don't forget to ask us questions on our Ghetto Profit page on IG. We're willing to answer. Peace. All right. Peace, 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 peace.